Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. This is Pastor Ray Brandon bringing daily encouragement to the church. We are in Unit 19, Session 5 of the Gospel Project, and Day 5, reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 51 and 52. Now today we're going to, again, diverge from the particular text, but I hope that you'll stay with Luke and that you'll study that as well on your own. And uh, whether that is um, in your Bible study, small group, or in your, we call them pods, um, either quad um, or triad pods that you'll be studying with one another um, from the Gospel Project. Uh, The last couple of days we've been talking about governments, particularly um, the tension we have between Romans 13 that says, be subject to the authorities over you, and looking at the midwives in Exodus chapter 1 where they defied the government that was over them, namely Pharaoh, and uh, they didn't kill the male children that were born, and God blessed them for defying the government that was over them um, by increasing their families. And so we, we talked about the fact that um, God gives us a three, not just not one. We tend when we ta- think of government, we tend to think of one, and that is civil government. But God has instituted three governments, um, and that is civil government, and it, the family, and the church. Each one of these are unique because they are from the hand of God. They have particular responsibilities from God, and they are responsible only to God. And so. There are other man-made institutions that have presidents and governance and constitutions and those kinds of things, but those are governments of men, not the government of God. So God is over these governments of civil, family, and church. And when something else is over them, then those governments and the people in them are idol worshipers. They've gone astray, and it is the Word of God that is the the rule in each one of those governments, no other thing should rule over them. Now, they overlap. There's a Venn diagram. There are narrow overlaps between the, the two um, uh, or three governments, and um, we talked about that as well. But we, we want to come back to Romans chapter 13 and say, well, um, what's happening here and how do we keep this to um, be subject to those that are over us? Um, well, we need to think about what Christian government is. And by that, I don't mean everyone in government is Christian, but rather there are Christians who are self-governing. And, and in that way, they have influenced what civil government looks like so that it takes on the form of Christian governance. So we said at the base of each of these governments, family and church and civil government is the self-governing individual. Um, And that's why the gospel is necessary. The gospel is necessary because it is, the gospel is what redeems individuals. It, it causes them to have control over themselves and govern themselves in the right way so that they influence these particular areas. And so we have to ask the question um, when it comes to Christianity and politics is, what Christian governance should look like. And we have to remember that Paul, in his day, was not under a form of Christian governance. So we have a form of Christian governance that is uh, clearer than Paul. So um, we have a, a constitutional governance 
We have a president. We have three branches of government that have been influenced by the Word of God and by the Bible. So the president is not Caesar, Um, and uh, Paul was subject to Caesar. So Christianity can... It can it can grow. It can flourish under all kinds of different governments. It can flourish under communism or um, uh, socialism. Um, it can um, it, it can flourish under tribalism. Uh, you you pick your form of government, and and Christianity can exist. But that doesn't mean that that's the best form of government, or that that communism is the right government because there's a church that is flourishing under and thriving under an un godly regime um that that's just not so it's illogical it doesn't make sense Uh, so we have to come back to this what should christian governance look like um so our, our question um, should be this, are existing authorities in Paul's day identical to existing authorities in ours? The answer is no, they're not at all. We live under this different form of governance. Um, our constitution is different. Our rulers are accountable in different ways. And we are citizens, not subjects. That's important. We're citizens. Um, the Bill of Rights begins with we the people. We are a republic. And so we are part, we are part of the authority as citizens in the government. So the doctrine of the lesser magistrate is very important. It's an important one to remember. It was it's an important doctrine and teaching in the forming of our our nation. Uh, John Adams um, uh, and James Madison were not um, in, they did not invent this uh, this doctrine of the lesser magistrate. In fact, I've um, I've included a link to a PDF of the Defense of Liberty Against Tyrants where um, this particular doctrine is explained. Um, it, it's, a, it's a piece written in 1689 um, by a Huguenot, a Junius Brutus. It's, it's essential in understanding this particular concept. Um, and so when we, when we think about Romans 13... We cannot be absolutists um, in this. We can't just take it simply and say whatever the government says, whatever somebody who supposedly is in charge, that is what we're going to do. Um, Actually, what happens with people who are Romans 13 absolutists is because we have a constitution and the constitution is the supreme law in the land, those who allow civil government leaders like governors to abrogate their rights um, that are plainly outlined in the text of the constitution those people are the rebels they're rebelling against the lawful authority by submitting to unlawful authority so i'm not saying that this is a place where romans 13 does not apply rather i'm saying that it applies even more because individuals that are overly compliant are actually, and they don't realize it many times, they are defying Romans chapter 13. So when we think about this concept, it's really important to think through um, the context in Romans 13. And this is a basic Bible study principle. What was the context? Um, Who was it written to? 
Um, what were they surrounded by? Who, who's writing? What does the text itself say? And what do we understand from the text itself? And, and then moving to our day, we have a very different context and we need to apply that same principle. So um, we, we, ought to, um, we ought to obey the Constitution. It is the highest authority in, in the land. And so what we have in the United States in this form of Christian governance is that we have checks and balances. The founder of our, our nation, um, they were not inventors of this kind of thing. Uh, they were imitators, right? So you have checks and balances between the three forms of government that God has created. And when one is outsized, when it tries to take up too much land, um, then there is tension between the two when essentially one form, one um, area of government is proud and tries to push the others out. There's going to be resistance and there's going to be a lot of tension, the same tension that we experience in our day and age. And so our system of government is designed to work through challenges. So if your governor says that you cannot do a particular thing and that you don't have this right um, and you being literate and know the Constitution, you say, well, that's not what the Constitution says, then you can keep on doing what the Constitution says. And if you get arrested, then that case goes to court. Um, so this is not an instance where the existing authorities are trying to do the job that God has assigned to them um, and that the individual resisting is just being uncooperative. Rather, an example of um, one portion of existing authority trying to supplant another part of existing authority. And that other part says, I'm not going to let them do that. And it's for the good and so when we understand really how government works, these governments work, it is loving your neighbor. And so there's times where we do have to stand up even in small things and say, you know, this is an overreach. This is overstepping. This is out of bounds. And we're not going to be subject to this. And it is a part of loving our neighbors um, to say, well, this, this is in love. Just be compliant. Just do this. Um, and, you know, we don't want to make a fuss is actually hatred towards neighbor um, because you're allowing one of those governments to trample on another and to actually extract or, or take away liberty. So this is a, a complex um, and difficult subject, but the Bible does make it rather clear and rather plain. And it's why we continue to stress reading your Bible and understanding the scriptures and understanding what each of these parts of government, each of these governments that God has instituted is responsible for. It will help you think clearly and plainly and be a, a good citizen, a good citizen of the church and of heaven, a good citizen of your family, and a good citizen in the United States of America.